My name is Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and this is the Compete Everyday Podcast, a show designed to encourage and equip you with the tools to build a winning mindset so you can build your winning life. Text PODCAST to 972-945-9113 to join our Morning Motivation Club and visit CompeteEveryday.com for past podcast episodes and to learn more about our resources and gear for ambitious people who are ready to start winning. Welcome to the show. You can do a whole lot with just a pair of dumbbells. That's a message my friends over at Street Parking have preached. They actually did Project April, which was a month's worth of workouts with only a pair of dumbbells. And today I'm excited to be joined by one of the founders, Miranda Alcaraz, as we talk about the origins of Street Parking. We talk about why they built this community, how they cultivated this community, So for those of you that are building an online community, Miranda shares some great insights to that. We talk about leadership and leading a growing, thriving organization. And then we get into a little bit of identity, mindset, making the shift to start this business. And what I absolutely love about street parking is really that mentality of that fail safe more than nothing. That on the days that everything's going wrong, you don't have the schedule working you're just getting crushed, that you find a way to make sure it's more than nothing. It ties really well into a lot of the messages we've had here, and Miranda kicks off the show today talking about that. I've been a member of Street Parking for a few years now, absolutely love their programming because as someone who spent you know six-ish years doing CrossFit, trying to be competitive in CrossFit until my body just was like, nope, we're going to take a break. It's been a great chance to build back in adaptable training to my schedule. Traveling all over the country speaking, I can grab any of these workouts off the app in the hotel. I can grab a one in the garage when I'm home. It gives me a really good, well-rounded thing that I can layer on to strength workouts. I can do standalone. But Miranda and their team have done just an incredible job of not only creating great programming, but cultivating a great community. And so I'm excited for you to get to hear for her from her today as someone who's a big fan of everything they're doing. As we dive into the show, I want to encourage you to join the Morning Motivation Club. All you got to do is text the word podcast to 972-945-9113. That's code podcast to 972-945-9113. And you'll start the mornings with a motivational or encouraging text message from me to help you get up and go compete today with who you were yesterday. Now, let's get into the show introduce to you, Miranda Alcaraz. Miranda, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. So I have to kick it off really with asking, what does it mean for you to do more than nothing? Yeah, I think that's a really great question. I'm glad that you asked me that because um, for me, I get worried that when people hear this message or they see the hashtag more than nothing, it's like, oh, so this is like an invitation to to not try hard. Um, like as long as I'm checking the box and it counts and it's absolutely not. We've said uh, more than nothing isn't the program. It's a fail safe for, and it could be for your fitness or it could be anything else. More than nothing is I'm going to do what I can do that day. And some days it looks like very little 
And some days it looks like a lot more and the effort is there. So it's a reminder that if there comes a day where you do have to almost check the box or you do have to do something that from the outside looks like it's not a lot or not enough, that doing that is still more valuable than not doing anything at all. So it's a, it's a, it's a life preserver to not, to, to not give up. Um, and that could be for fitness. Obviously that's what we use it for, but it could also be for your relationship or your job, or we all have moments as parents where it's like, okay, I can stay plugged in. I might be sick or I might be tired or whatever, but I can do what I can in the moment. I love it. And, and that's something, you know, we talked about here on the show, mainly I was talking about it kind of Q3 and four last year when my travel schedule for speaking and consulting was all over the place. And mm -hmm. so it was like different time zones. And, you know, some days it's like, just get in and move. So you're always consistently stacking those blocks. And I talked about the idea of like, some days you don't have an hour, hour and a half to go to a gym. And that's actually one of the things I love about what y'all have done with street parking is I'm like, okay, let me open the app, walk into the garage, I have dumbbells, I've got a bar, like, let's just go for 20 minutes, 25 minutes that I would have set, set in traffic. And I'm still moving forward every day. I'm curious on your end, have you always had that mentality of that fail safe or how have you started to cultivate it to where it's really part of who you are is like, as a last resort, I'm committing to more than nothing. Yeah. So I had a couple, um, life, I guess, circumstances that helped me to develop this before street parking was even a thing. Um, uh, an injury in 2012 where I broke my neck and I broke my hand. Um, but I realized that I could still air squat and I could still lunge and I could still pull a sled. Um, because fitness is a part, was already a part of my identity at that point. And so it's like, well, I'm not just going to do nothing. Cause that doesn't feel like me. And I know for my mental health, that's not good. I knew enough about the human body and how it works that if I could remain active, that I'm much more likely to heal quicker and all of that. So, um, that, that was an opportunity and then travel for me too. Uh, for eight years, I worked for CrossFit and traveled the world working seminars almost every single weekend. And, you know, sometimes we didn't have time to actually work out at the seminar. And so we were left with hotel room or hotel gym, or sometimes we were there for a couple of days, um, outside of the actual seminar. So travel and working out in unideal circumstances. And I was actively trying to compete when I was doing that. Yeah. And I saw that, okay, maybe two days a week, my training is not ideal. Um, but it's better than if I just don't train at all when I'm in those circumstances. And so I did have a couple opportunities before street parking to gain that belief. And then it's only gotten stronger. Um, you know, I've mentioned several times over the last couple of years that if you would have told me back in 2016, when we started street parking, like, Hey, when you're 40 years old, uh, almost seven years from now, you are going to have this level of fitness by only doing these workouts. I would have been like, there's no way I'm going to stay that lean. There's no way I'm going to be able to maintain that much muscle mass or be this fit. I didn't even realize how strong just consistency could be until I experienced it myself and had been outside of competing for long enough um, on my own. I, I love that. Well, one of the things you said that I'm actually really curious about as well is you talked about your identity and fitness and transitioning out of kind of the competitive space. Sometimes our identity gets locked up in who we were versus who we continue to grow and be. Did you ever have a, a struggle from that mental perspective dealing with injury or transitioning out of competitive side of who am I or like who do I want to be and kind of wrestling with that? Yeah, I think um, I'm 
a little bit lucky in that area. So I didn't grow up as an athlete. I didn't really participate in sports or anything like that as a child or in my teenage, like high school, anything. Um, I did cheerleading and, and some stuff, but it's not quite the same as like team sports or an individual sport. So I, even when I was competing in CrossFit, my identity was always rooted much more strongly as a coach than as an athlete. And actually when I would compete in CrossFit, you know, I was always just like, I don't really belong out here with these people. Like they're so amazing. And they have this, like, they've been doing soccer and college at their, you know, gymnasts and all this stuff before this. So I almost felt I had like an imposter syndrome when I was competing anyway. Um, but then I do feel like in a way I was lucky that it was an injury that took me out of it because um, it wasn't a choice that I ever had to make necessarily. I made the choice not to try to come back after my ACL tear. Um, but it was kind of like, all right, that's good. I'm done. Like I'm 32 or whatever I was at the time and I need to move on. And then a year and a half later I was pregnant. And so then it's just, you know, been from there. I mean, it, it is still hard because I do feel like even when we have meetups with our members or other, even when we work out with our staff, like I put this expectation on myself still that I should be other than Julian beating everybody, yep. you know? Um, and it's like, okay, you've had three kids in the last five years and you're running this business and you're, you're 40 years old and you, you do the same workouts that they do. There's really no reason that you should feel like you need to win every time. I don't necessarily feel like that's a bad thing though, as long as it doesn't prevent you from having fun or if you, you know, aren't beating yourself up about it for the next full day or anything like that in the moment, I think a little competition can still be good for us. 100%. I, it's, I've laughed. It's it's having the right perspective with it, and looking at it as a way. Hey, I'm gonna I'm using competition to push myself. It gives me a measurement, but it's not where my self worth is, and really separating that. Which I think we we get caught in that trap of comparison. And I imagine y'all have the you know having these conversations even in the community of like, I love the, I'm, I would almost say like private leaderboard. Like I know my scores, and y'all know my scores. But I remember like when I started CrossFit, I love the leaderboard and everybody like gets into it. One of my coaching clients this year, we set a goal. I was like, you can do the open, but you can't look at the leaderboard. Mm. When, the, when the workout's announced, you have 30 minutes, get ready, do it then. You can Great. hang out, coach, cheer on Friday, rest, do it again Sunday with a different strategy. But you can't look at the leaderboard till after it's over because it's not going to do anything but waste time and, and take up mental bandwidth. And we did it. We looked at it during our coaching session right afterwards and he got to advance in the masters, but it was constantly like, Ooh, how do I stack up against everybody else in the gym versus like, how am I doing? How, where's my progress? Where's my growth? And so that's where I think that competing with yourself is so important. That's what I love about the app. So we, we've teased it. We've talked about it. Obviously a lot of our listeners know street parking, use street parking. Uh, they've heard about it. Uh, for those that haven't just through my post online, uh, because it's, I mean, it cr y'all crushed me. Like I laugh about that. Like I will come off travel and I'm like, I just need to get beat up. And it's always the one, it's like, it's like anything. You look at it, you're like, this doesn't look terrible. Uh, and then about halfway through, you're like, my legs stopped working. I, I literally, my legs are not working. So where did the, the original idea for this come from? Because there's a ton of other fitness programs and groups and things you can sign up for. But you all have done something really special, I think, with how you program and then how you cultivate community. And I'm curious where the inspiration for that came from. Yeah. So when it comes to the program itself, I, there are a few things that I love more than creating workouts. 
Um, and I've always been super, just super into it. And it's, it's very artistic for me. It is a, it is an art. Obviously you have to understand the science behind it, but it's an art for me and I enjoy it. And I have to be alone in the headphones and, and all of that. And then, like I mentioned before, my identity as a coach, um, and my experiences with travel and being with minimal equipment and things like that, it was like, Hey, like you can show how to do this workout, which maybe normally is done with a barbell and a, and a box and a bike and show people like you could do that same workout. If all you have is a pair of dumbbells. And I truly believed from the beginning that it's just as good of a workout. It's just different. Um, we had to really, when people started, when we first started street parking, we had to really reframe how they thought about fitness because everybody was like oh yeah the dumbbell version is like the beginner version we were like no 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 do equipment um not at all and so um the idea was let's give people because people looked up to us we i had worked for crossfit for however long and both of us had competed at the games level let's give people permission to simplify what they think that they need to be doing um and so we're gonna show what the workout is, show how you can do it regardless of what equipment you have. And then eventually we added the shift program, which is even like, again, it's not an easier version of the workout. If you're really fit, actually, it's probably worse. Um, you can keep moving, but it's just a more simple version. And then um, from there, you whether maybe sometimes you're at home and you have access to more, and then sometimes you're on the road or sometimes whatever, and you don't have to change programs or be like, well, I can't do my program this week because I'm on vacation in Hawaii. It's like, well, yeah, you can just do the other version. And so it allows for that consistency. So that was the goal. And it was really just sharing what we had learned. Um, and then as far as the community goes, I owned a gym from 2008 to 2011. And so it was, how can I recreate the culture that we had there online, which is very difficult to do. Yeah. Um, but it's, it comes down to actually pay attention to people, get to know their lives and their stories, let them talk to each other, encourage them to just have fun and not take themselves too seriously. Um, and so just taking those ideas from when I had the in-person gym and try to recreate it online. And honestly, I just give so much credit to our original members because they set the culture and set the stage and anybody that came in and ever tried to disrupt that, they would turn them around real quick. Um, where if we had people come in and they're like, what? I want to, you know, no rep people and I, this dude's box I don't even think it's 24 inches or he counted wrong on his video like we nixed that right away and some people were like oh okay that's just not the culture here and they would stay and some people would leave and that's okay because we were protecting our yeah our culture and our vibe no that's that's actually one of the things I appreciate the, the two things you shared there is the variety so dumbbell barbell sandbag and then shift and there's days where I'm like I don't want to touch dumbbells because to your point, they're way worse. Way thrusters with dumbbells are way worse than <laughs> than a barbell. Um, but when I travel, it's like all I have in a hotel gym is this, and I can't get the weight I need, but I can do lightweight and I can just it's killer. But then the community aspect and how everybody posts pictures, posts clips, asks questions, like the conversations in there, I really love. Um, because those are things like we haven't had that level in terms of compete those type of conversations and i just really respect how y'all have cultivated that i'm curious as large as it's gotten how do you continue to monitor everything and, and still have almost the community police itself is the best way to i think to put it yeah i think that there was a period where the growing pains were really tough and i think it was 
combined with just what was going on in the world with that we had a, a big influx of members all once around 2020. Yep. So when everyone shut down, we had about 15,000 members before um, COVID and we got a huge bump up in membership all at once. Many of those people coming from CrossFit gyms who were probably coming from a leaderboard culture, who were probably maybe following more competitive programming depending on what their gym was following yep. or whatever. And so there was some, there was definitely some turmoil for like a year and a half where it was like, how, how are we going to maintain this culture with such a big influx and with people talking about stuff that we had never had to do. I mean, they wanted to talk about politics and they wanted yeah. to talk about race. So like everything came out in our Facebook group, just as it would in a in-person gym, you yeah. know? Um, but since then, uh, I think that the right people and the people that were a fit for our community and that um, understood our message and what we're trying to do and how we're trying to help people. And we're just real, um, have stayed. And now I think we're back to a place again, where the members do police it and police might not be the best word. Um, they protect it. So they protect the vibes, they protect the culture. And usually they're really cool about like, Hey, we don't really do that here. Or, Hey, here's a podcast episode where Miranda talked about that. Or, Hey, like when someone's like, well, Am I allowed to do um, the the bike if it says run? And it's like you're allowed to do, you know. And so they'll 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 help teach them about you know our belief system and and basically encourage them to um, embrace fitness freedom and uh, make it their own and embrace more than nothing. Where people really they just need permission and to be told like, hey, you you can make decisions for yourself. Like we trust you. Here are the tools, but then use them for what makes sense for you. Yeah. No. Th and that's it's so funny because like the last, in the last month I've finally gotten it better, but I've had like a major elbow injury. So no pull-ups rows. So like I would get online and look at movements. I'm like, can't do half of this. Like, how do I want to modify, how do I want to modify the general look? And it actually brought up a question that while I was thinking about what you're talking about protecting the community, how do you, how, how do you help keep people engaged? And I say that of like, when people go through things or injuries or things like that, you're like, oh, this person's not really logging workouts anymore. And mm -hmm. How do y'all make sure you always have a pulse on that? Because I know just based off the conversation here, what I've seen in the community, you're not operating a business like a, a lot of global fitness chains are, where it's like, hey, we want the subscription, we want the monthly membership, but like we don't really care if you show up or not, which is right. kind of that model. Y'all want people there it's very apparent so how do y'all keep a pulse on that in terms of making sure hey just wanted to touch in haven't seen y'all do this want to make sure you're still engaged and getting value out of it yeah i would encourage so i'm somebody who and i know many of our members will share this sentiment but i don't know if i didn't have street parking how much i would be on social media i would probably try to limit my social media because it can be just a time suck or it can be you're all of a sudden you're seeing something and you're like down some weird rabbit hole of yep. conspiracy theories or whatever. <laughs> um, but I do encourage our members. And if any of you are listening that our members or our future members to participate in the community on some level, even if that's just when you are, you have an injury or something reaching out because people will, whether it's one of the coaches immediately or members who have been around for a long time, for sure, unless you've got something really strange going on, there's probably somebody in the community that has dealt with whatever it is that you're dealing with um, that will be like, hey, oh, when I had that, this is the extra program that I did. It's perfect. Like, 
I was able to do, you know, your elbow was messed up. So I was able to do some of the endurance workouts on the concept two bike or, oh, there's some sled workouts where there's, you're not going to have to grip anything at all. And you can just put the sled straps around your shoulder or here's, I mean, we have members that have created documents and spreadsheets and everything for it, for most possible things that you could come up with. But like, oh, when I, when I had my knee injury, here's the list of 12 workouts that I did and they have it already prepped. Like they love helping with that stuff. And so not that you have to be involved in, in the social media every single day and talking to members and stuff, but if something like that does come up, we do encourage members to reach out, let us know what's happening. I see members all the time that are just like, Hey, I'm going through a really hard time. Maybe they're getting a divorce or some, you know, they had a parent pass away or something and they they'll ask, I'm looking for an accountability partner for the next couple of months. Will somebody, you know, keep me in check and you, you'll have people volunteer to do it. Um, so, but we can't, obviously we can't help you if you're not, it would be yeah. different than a member who's not showing up to the, to the gym. You could call them and say, Hey, where are you at or whatever, but you can't really help unless you show up. And for our membership, if you need help, we just encourage them to participate and ask. I love that. And, and being just the intentional with how you use social, cause you can get in and get easily overwhelmed. But if it's like, Hey, I have a tab, I click on the tab, it takes <laughs> straight into the Facebook group. I don't have to deal with what rabbit hole am I going to go around for the next election or when aliens are landing or anything else? Uh, so y'all have obviously COVID and a lot of that changed. And then it shifted because I would imagine people went back into mm -hmm. group gyms. Kind of going forward, if you look at the next kind of five years, we'll say, what has you most excited about street parking and what y'all are building? What excites me the most, actually, I love that. Um, you know, a good portion of our members ended up back at their gyms. One thing that I, we've always tried to make very clear is we have no desire or intention to pull people out of gyms that they love. If you have a gym that's near you that you can afford as in a community that you love and the schedule works for you, that's awesome. Like you feel, you should feel very lucky that you have that and you like the culture and, and the program and everything. Um, what I like though, is that I feel like people, like we were talking about even before we started recording, um, that have been doing this type of fitness for a long time, have recognized that life has seasons and stages. And it's like, there's a season where I'm at the gym and I have free time and blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's before I have kids. And then I have a couple young children where that's not feasible anymore. So I'm doing all my workouts at home or maybe something happens in my career where I'm traveling a lot. And so the gym just isn't feasible, but that's also not going to last forever. Having tiny little kids or living in the middle of nowhere for some reason, you know, maybe you're deployed or something like that. And so giving people permission to like, just go with those seasons and stages and find what makes you happy and what you're enjoying and what you want to do during those times. Um, and I think people recognizing street parking for, to be a tool for that. Um, and not feeling like it's like at home versus in the gym. And it's like this like combative thing where it's like, no, they're just different tools for different people, depending on what they have going on. And it can and should all go together. We have many members that use our program just a couple times a week, um, or, you know, and they go to the gym the rest of the time, or they do street parking and they do Peloton and it's great. Like finding what is going to keep you consistent and so what we're excited about most is continuing to develop tools, but continuing to have that be our message um, and having people, gym owners especially, embrace that and not feel threatened by it um, because all of us are on the same team. All of us are just trying to improve 
the health and fitness of the people that we have around us. I love that giving folks permission. I think you see a lot of it in the group. Like I always chuckle when you've got the the moms or the dads with the little kids in the gym. The kids either mimic them um, or kind of in the way and the parents like, I just got to get this quick workout in. And so it's always like good humor in there. But to your point, like I've been using it lately as simply an add-on from a strength program. I'm doing a strength program five, six days a week. And I'm like, this is a great at the end. I know it's going to get my heart rate up and smoke me out. And so I'll make those adjustments. Oh, I don't really want to go that heavy. I just did a hundred, you know, bar, bag, bar squats. I was like, I don't really want to like throw fifties on. So like, let's yeah. adjust it. But it's a, it's a phenomenal setup for that. I want to switch gears just slightly because as the community's grown, y'all's team internally has grown and you're leading more. How big is your current internal team? And how are you learning and continuing to grow? Not only coach programming, but leading and helping lead an organization forward in, I would say a time when you've got a virtual community, you are building a very successful brand. It, it's growing quickly, obviously grew very, very quickly in 2020. How do you find, um, I would say your inspiration or direction in leading others as y'all develop? Yeah. So we have, um, there's about 20 of us that are here in the office that I'm at right now. Um, total, if you include like contractors and people that help us randomly here and there, there's probably 50 people. Um, and one of the huge benefits that we've had is many of the people that we've hired have come from within the community. I think when you have a, a program or a product or a business like what we have, it's we can't be convincing the people who work for us about the message and how important yep. it is. Um, I mean, you can, but it's not ideal situation. So um, I have found one of the most important things for me to do is to be... Um, keeping that message at the forefront of our meetings and everything that we're talking about. And if an idea comes up for this event or this new program or whatever, making sure that it always aligns back to our original core message and our goals. And our goals have never been about uh, numbers. So people ask us that all the time. It's like, oh, you're you know, CEO of street parking. Like, what are your five-year projections? And it's like, we've never um, chased that because I think once you do that, once you throw out, oh, okay, by... 2025, we want to have X amount of numbers or of members, and that's what we're placing value on. You start making decisions based on the wrong metrics, and it it's not it's no longer about longevity. It's about like, well, we said 2025, we were going to have 50,000 members or whatever, and this is a way to get a bunch of quick members. Um, so we've never been really about that. It's always about like making sure that our team is well taken care of. Um, making sure that our team is always cohesive and that everybody's on the same page about what the message is. And just like we do with our community, it's like we have to make sure people are having fun. And it's not like every day we're in here, you know, I mean, there's a lot of costumes and weird stuff that happens over here. But uh, the bouncer video the other day had me in tears. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that, but there's still a lot of work to be done, too. So we try to break it up with. Um, and I think, you know, we're so lucky because not only is what we're doing fun and it's good for our health, but it's like helping other people is, um, it helps you feel so much more fulfilled. It does. It does. You know, there was a quote yesterday, uh, in James Clear's newsletter, which I absolutely love, but it was around the idea of whoever has the most fun wins. Yeah. And it, I, and I love that because I'm like, life's too short. Why wouldn't you have fun doing difficult, hard work, uh, workouts suck fun doing like afterwards it's fun doing them with right. other people versus alone 
And so why not try to have those type of cultures and atmospheres where you are uh, continuing to have fun while doing great work? Uh, Miranda, this has been a lot of fun. I, I do have a question about uh, what what you've got coming up this summer and fall in terms of offline. You've got, looks like some great events coming, meetups for the community. Do y'all internally, the whole team travel to all of the events? Do you pick and choose, hey, I'm going to Burnett for this race or I'm going to take the Hawaii one for the, the mud ride? Or how do y'all determine your offline events? And then what's kind of coming up in the offline that you're excited about? Yeah, so we've always done meetups. Um, this year we did an actual tour where it's seven meetups, so it's the most we've ever taken on. I uh, So we've already been to, and you said this podcast uh, would come out. So June, yep. I've already been to LA and Jacksonville, Florida. Um, we have our fitness freedom meetup that I think will happen before this um, episode comes out and also a Texas Spartan race. So I will have been at all of those except for the Spartan race because it's like days before we need to leave for the for the big fitness freedom meetup at, in California at Dave Castro's Ranch. Um, but later on in the summer, we've got West Virginia, which is like a... A really cool, like almost summer camp vibes situation for families. We're going to the CrossFit Games. We're going to be in Florida, or sorry, Hawaii. Um, we don't take everybody to all of them. We'll take pretty much all of our staff to the two that are our events. So Fitness Freedom in California and um, the West Virginia meetup will take pretty much everybody. And then other than that, we try to spread it out a little bit and spread out the love. But the whole reason for the tour is to encourage people to use their fitness outside of their garage or outside of their gym and get together street parking members oftentimes they work out alone so we're saying like hey it's more at least in the united states it's warm here during the summer um we're encouraging members to host their own meetups which has been happening for years sometimes we'll have 10 meetups a weekend um where people are you know in alabama we're having a meetup and then there's one in like colorado happening and so we're encouraging them to host their own street parking meetups or get together and go do a high rocks event or go do a Spartan race or go do a local 5k or even just go to meet at a local theme park together. Um, there's just something special about when they, when street parking members meet each other, knowing, Hey, these people, they're my people. Like we have the same values around, uh, at least health and fitness. <laughs> yep. Um, and so we're encouraging people to get outside of their gyms and use their fitness to enjoy life and to build relationships this summer. I love it. Yeah, yeah, the the Facebook Messenger for like Texas street parking folks. I was like, I gotta I had to initially mute notifications because it was like everybody was like <laughs> right on. But the offline events, like seeing that is really important. And to your point, like when I started CrossFit in 2010, I stopped doing like others I like stopped playing pickup ball with friends. I was like, oh, I gotta be fresh for my workout. And then you're like, why am I doing all of this and not right. doing the other stuff? And so I love that y'all are pushing that mentality of like, yeah, we work out to be healthy, to be fit, but we also do it to enjoy other parts of life. And I think that's a really important message in today's health and fitness industry that isn't often pushed um, in the way it should be. Because it's, to your point, it's the things we do outside of the gym, you know, the other 23 hours and those experiences that are just as important as the time we spend in the gym and especially if we're with other people and if we're not. Miranda, this has been just fantastic. I really appreciate your time. I know y'all are busy in the midst of travel and everything else. For anybody listening who's like, all right, I'm in, I'm interested. I may not love dumbbells. I may not have a barbell, but I've got a couple of dumbbells or a sandbag. Where's the best place to go learn more about the programs and then get connected to follow along with kind of the public profile so they can learn more about the brand? 
Yeah. So if you just go to streetparking.com, there's a, there is a bunch of sample programming and, uh, and all the information that you would need to, to read and learn more. Um, you could also check out the at street parking Instagram where we post a lot of like sample workouts and you'll get a good feel for what our message is and our belief system is. I think from that, my personal Instagram is at fearless Miranda. Um, just honestly, a lot of me working out with my kids and some podcast flips here and there. Uh, and yeah, those are probably the easiest places to find us. Super. Thank you so much for coming on the show this week. Awesome. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. To get in touch with the team, drop us an email to podcast at competeeveryday.com. And to find out more about our resources, content, and gear that will help you build that winning mindset so you better compete for your best life, visit competeeveryday.com.